Southgatemedia.com, there's a portal where you can log into your Amazon from there that a portion of everything you buy on Amazon goes to Southgate Media to help support that. I'm an Amazon shopper, so it's a great way of helping out. Alright, this is our Gym City special edition episode, and Janita's going to talk to you about something really cool that we discovered while we were at Gym City. Alright guys, so this is called the Hero Initiative, okay? I don't know how many of you know about this. Um, You know, I had no idea that this was in existence, but basically, it's this really awesome charity and program um, that was set up about 15 years ago, okay? And what it does is it helps comic creators that are in need. You know, we have so many creators out there that are freelance writers, freelance artists, and they don't get paid what they should get paid, or they don't get, you know, financial assistance, you know, when it comes to medical things, um, anything that could happen in their life. You know, so this was created to help those people who don't have the finances um, to take care of everyday stuff, guys, you know? Life happens. So that's where Hero Initiative comes in. The Hero Initiative was created to help the older generation of comics creators. Back in the day, they were just paid very little for their work, and these guys would create these images or they'd create these characters, they'd get a one-time fee, and then the company still makes money off them continually. I don't know if you've heard about just things recently where finally a mass media Bill Finger was credited as being the co-creator of Batman along with Bob Kane. So the Hero Initiative is there to help those artists and... Writers, writers who can't support themselves because they never got the credit that was due. And what was cool is the volunteer that we spoke with said their goal is to put themselves out of business. They want to get it so that they can take care of the creators and the writers who are aging. Um, so if you get a chance, check out HeroInitiative.org. That's the website. You can they If you're at a con, it'll show you the cons they'll be at. You can volunteer to help. They sell awesome, awesome artwork. And special products, as well as you can just donate there. But you can also donate straight from the site. You know, it's really awesome, too. You can go on the website, and you can take a look at everything they've done. And they have success stories on there. You know, you've got people on here. Let's see here. Like Gene Colon. Okay? He was an artist for Iron Man, Daredevil, and Batman, guys. Like, people who really have impacted our childhood and our lives through comics. You know, these are the people that they help. So check out Hero Initiative along with the show. All right, guys, here I got a special interview coming at you with legendary creator, comic book writer Mark Wade. Mark, how are you doing today? Good. How are you today? I'm excited. I'm very glad to be doing this. Don't want to take up too much of your time. No but uh, earlier when I met you, you signed my Superman uh, birthright, and you said it was your favorite thing to write. Yep. Tell us a little bit about that. That was my favorite thing in the world to write. I mean, I've loved Superman ever since I was a kid, obviously. And I have a very, very protective of Superman in terms of what I think he does and doesn't do, or, or is and isn't. And so when DC came to me with the opportunity to sort of reboot it and, and sort of update it to the 21st century, it really gave me a chance to sort of deep dive into what I loved about Superman and think about him 
in a way that the 21st century audience would, like in a post 9-11 world, what is Superman like? What does he mean to people? Um, and it really just gave me a chance to, like I said, so all the things I've been wanting to do with Superman all my life, I was able to put those 12 issues. I, I love it. I just recently reread it. Um, just because it's one of those books I just like to go to. And parts that I think really jump out at me is, I love the beginning where he's in uh, Africa. Yeah, thank you. I just, I love that. I even like the, uh, where he can see like the aura of living things. And, yeah, like, that meant that. a lot to me. That I, that I stole completely outright from Elliot Magan, who wrote this, this great Superman book called Miracle Monday back in the, in the late 70s. It's, it was a, it's a novel, a, part, uh, a prose novel. But, and Elliot and I are good friends. I mean, we talk about this all the time. But I, I love that idea that, of course, he would be able to see, if he can see electromagnetic spectrum, you know, it's not, that, it's not, it's not like, people made fun of it and said it's like solar vision. No, it's not like, it's not like, we're not saying you can see souls. What he's saying is that, that everything gives off an energy, right? Everything, living or dead, gives off a certain sort of energy. And if you can see it, then seeing it disappear from living things must be the most horrible thing in the world. It's not a far jump if he can see heat vision. Right. Like in the sense of thermal heat. Right, exactly, you know, yeah. it's not it's not a departure from that. No, it's, it's just not. exactly it's a continuation of that, that same spectrum of thinking. Right. I love that beginning of just his story, him being involved, trying to help, trying to do something and not being Superman. Right. I thought something that's been we could talk probably about this forever, but something that's kind of been missing from film and TV since Smallville is the idea that he doesn't know his origin. And I love that he was discovering who he is throughout the story. Thank you. Um, where he has this like tablet he's trying to open, like yeah. he's getting excited about his history. It's a comic book is what it is. It's, it's, it's really, it's a, it's a Kryptonian comic book. <laughs> that's, that's, that was by design, that's what it was. And I just, I love the idea that he doesn't come like, I've said this before on our podcast, it's like, I feel like so much of the media, not comics, but like the regular media, has gotten stuck in the Donnerverse of the films. Right. They haven't been able to really break out of that thing. Right. And even when they try, they kind of do it with a slight pullback. Right. That having him fully formed as his powers, but having no idea of really where he's from or who he is. Right. And seeing that joy in the character as he finds out, I'm from Krypton, I'm this, yes. was, was a great... Um, just story and then oh you're very welcome the ending gets me every time oh the ending I had first the ending was the first thing I had with with basically like I read it the other night and my wife was she was playing video games she was sitting there and I just like stopped and I was like I have to tell you this I'm like you have to because like I'm sitting there teary eyed and she's like and she knows how I get but I'm like the fact that they leave like we just have our son just turned one. Okay. So ever since then, I cannot watch any Superman property without now seeing myself. Right. Sure. In that, and right. I'm like, the fact that he has the moment to tell his parents after he left, I made it. I made it. And it's just like, wow, like that's just so awesome. Thank you. And like, so like, like when we re- were doing our Superman movie marathon, we kind of skipped the parts of the baby. Right. Yeah. Because we're like, yeah, can't do that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, gets to us, but um. I just I, I highly recommend it as a book for anyone to read. Thank you. Um, now, along with that, I've really enjoyed your Daredevil run. Thank you. Because it, my good friend Phil, who I podcast with on other things, he bought me a volume of your Daredevil run, and it pulled me back into that character. Cool. As far as reading the books, yeah. Um, I just liked your take. I liked the approach where it came from. Yeah. Of course, my wife loves Kingdom Come. Thank you. Actually. 
because the story, but she loves Alice Ross's artwork. Oh, Alice Ross's work is beautiful. And it was one of those books that I bought kind of on a whim. I was at a was the Dalton bookstore in the mall back when we had them. Right. And they had like buy three graphic novels, get one free. Okay. So I was like, okay, which ones? Okay. So I heard those. So I was your free? No, I don't. Okay. I, just, I, I picked that one up. Yeah. I was like, I've heard of this, but I don't remember. Right. I think my free one, I think I remember what it was, but yeah. it was not good. Um, but I like, I read it and I love it. I reread it every year. Well, thank you. Thank you. Um, just so much of that is just so powerful. I love the idea of like the, their, the line... We could hit him with a K-bomb, but it wouldn't do anything. He's been on Earth too long. Right, yeah. And it gets to that point of, now Superman basically is completely invincible. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And what do we do? So I just, that's a great story, but uh, is there any characters that you haven't got to write that you'd like to? There's there's not many at this point. I mean, I've been lucky enough to be able to deep dive in, in most everything, from Archie to Batman to the Avengers to the X-Men, and all over the map. I haven't... I haven't had a run at Captain Marvel, DC's Captain Marvel, Shazam. I've not had a run, and that would be... I would love to see your take on that. I'm tailor-made for that. That's like, that was made for me. And I just, I would love to take a shot at that. And like, I told my wife this. I always come up with story ideas myself. And I was like, you know, the thing I loved about Shazam, we watched the the DC animated short, was like, he was like a Superman fanboy. Yes. We got to become Superman. Yeah. So like, for me, like, if I was making a film or a story, I'm like, I would kind of approach that with, like... The idea of like you actually get to become what you want. Yeah. You know, Robin was brought into the comics as a way for readers to see themselves with Batman. Right. But Shazam is you are the character. Right. Plus you don't have to do like Batman did and, and train for millions of years. You don't have to be like Superman does and come from an alien planet except to see a magic word. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> so I would love to hear see your take on that. Maybe um, someday. Maybe we'll get lucky. Oh, I'm I'm hoping. My good friend Phil wanted me to ask you about your Flash run. Yeah. Like, what was it like writing for the Flash? Oh, it was awesome. I mean, it was, it was, it was. I came in a lucky time because that was right after the first TV show got canceled. It lasted one year and it, and it went off the air. And DC was actually thinking, well, why are we still publishing this book? Because the sales aren't great and the TV show is gone. Should we retire the character for a while? And then, uh, and then, uh, as luck would have it, I just stumbled onto it. Brian Augusto was my editor and my best friend. And uh, gave me the gig, and a hundred years, a hundred issues later, hundred years, hundred issues later, and I wrapped up my run, and I was, I was, I was very lucky. It was a, a chance to really learn everything I know about writing comics. I got to learn through the Flash. That's awesome. That it's a character, the Flash's character. I remember being a kid, and that show was on, and being so excited. And I remember seeing it, bits and pieces. He kept moving it around, yeah. and it was my, if I remember correctly, because I was so young at the time. It was my first big introduction to that character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when they, I, when the show came on DVD, I bought it, and I was like, this is one of those guys I remember it so well as a kid, and I yeah. just uh, greatly appreciate this time. Is there anything you'd like to say about anything for people who want to get into comics? Like, uh, I gotta say, creating? If you, yeah, in terms of creating and wanting to get into comics, the, the nice thing about the internet is that it sort of democratized the process. Like, if you can set up a web page and you can put your, your work online, then other people will see it. And it, and it you know, and publishers look for stuff online now, and, 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 and editors do, and so it's it's no longer like having to show up at, it's no longer having to live in New York, it's no longer having to, uh, 
you know, print up copies of a comic book and take it to a convention. No, you can, you can, as long as you can get your work out there seen by somebody, I think there's, there's hope. Is, you know, and, and the nice thing about putting it up on the web, too, is if you do it on a regular enough basis, editors and, and publishers look at that and go, okay, not only is it good, but he's proven he can do it on a regular basis. So that's, you know, it shows a sort of work ethic that, that helps, you know, when, when it comes to hiring, too. Is there any project that's coming up that you can talk about that you're working on or anything else? Okay, there's a there's a series I'm doing with uh, my with uh, Alfredo Torres, who's the artist, and Tom Byer, who is one of my one of my closest friends, uh, and he's co-writing with me. It's from Aftershock Comics. It's called Captain Kid, and it's it's Tom's idea. It's a great idea. It's about a, a, a pop culture fan in his mid forties. Uh, you know, with bad knees and, you know, starting to ache and stuff. But he says the magic word and he becomes a teenage superhero. Nice. Like, kind of like the reverse of yeah, Shazam. Exactly. Captain Kidd. <laughs> and I like that. I'll keep my eyes out for cool. that. Well, thank you, Mark, for my this pleasure. time. Absolutely. Yeah.